1: Good morning, and Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to... Yeah, it's the big 500 Woo. week! Yeah. Dude, anticipation's growing. We're super excited. We hope you can join us in Vegas. We're really sorry that uh, hotels are insane. I probably shouldn't say that because then B won't come out, but I love being honest with you.
2: You can find a cheap hotel, though. Just to be clear,
1: you can, but it's kind of crazy. So last time we told you guys we were staying at Gold Gate, we are not. Where are we staying at the O Y O? The O Y O. Dan's like, why are you telling people we're saying, "Hey man, come swans chill. welcome, chill, come chill, come chill." So we're at the O Y O. Come join us. You know about Rockfin. You know about the t-shirts. Go to dot shirtscom What else do we got to know? Because we, we're turning burning turn today. Turning burn, Turning Because we got cra- Dude, you're getting, you're getting three episodes this week. We're going to do two. But wow. to get to the 500, three. The,
2: I, honestly, I'm surprised that it worked out that well. Like I thought, it is weird, right? I thought we'd be rushing. to to get the ninety episodes. Yeah, like we'd have to do one every day this week, honestly. So so so.
1: Rockfin.com has all of our exclusive uh, uh, content. Ten dollars, you get everybody's stuff. If you want a sports show, go to TimfallhatTshirts.com. Go there, check that out. That's all. Pretty soon, there will be a nice. banner on samtriplee.com so you can just click that. We'll take you to the thing. I'm working on that right now. Should have done that a long time ago. If you want to see me live, I'm in Las Vegas with these goons. We're doing the Big 500. Two show Eddie Bravo and a whole list of characters. Tino Sanchez is going to be there. Uh, Klaus Schwab Jr. Should is going to be there. Off the Grid? What? Off, off the, the grid? Grid's going to be at the Ooh. show. Johnny confirmed last night he's doing stand-up. Oh shit, let's do it. Yeah, so we're very Sorry. excited.
2: No, I had the wrong email for him. So
1: okay. So and so the whole gang's gonna be there. Then the following week, I'm in Miami at the Improv with my good friend Howie Dewey from Cash Daddies. Johnny Betancourt's joining me there. And then I have oh, uh, the 10th and 11th of November. I am in. I'm in Utah, and I'm in Idaho. Go grab those tickets now. Tickets are selling really well for those tickets, so I'm very excited. We're one month out, and we've sold some tickets. So grab your tickets now. Let's pack these places out so Dan can drop the hammer of the gods on these unsuspecting fools. Anything else, guys? I don't think so. Anything. Let's go. All right, guys. This is going to be a great show. Enjoy the go show. go deep, homeboy. <laughs> open your <laughs> Drink from the fountain. Okay. Let's get into this. Super excited to have this next guest on. He's one of the uh, OG guests. As we enter the 500th, we look back at... So many guests. And, uh, you know, I remember Ryan Davis is like off the grid. It's like, we got to get these guys on. They, they're OGs of this game. And here they are. Here one of them are. They've uh, been on Timful Hat multiple times. And I'm very excited to have this next guest on. He is an author of a book called A Canadian Shame. And he's a host of one of the best shows out there, The Grime-America Show. Please welcome Darren
0: Grimes. How are you, brother? I'm good, Sam. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: Very excited to have you back. I don't know what appearance this is. Is it four or five? Who knows?
0: Who knows? Yeah, it was four or five. I think the original one was like episode fifty or something.
1: Yeah, you guys are really early into the show, and here we are, entering our our five uh, hundredth episode. I can't believe it. I'm watching all the old videos, and it's pretty cool, dude, to see like where we started. Like there was so nobody realizes how much chaos was right before that show starts. Like the, the ending of one show, the starting of a new show, and just the, the blessings of it all. And you guys have been in the game for a while as well. For those who may not be familiar with your show, Darren, can you tell us a little bit about your show and where they can find it?
0: Yeah, well, we do the Grimerica show, me and my co-host, Graham, who's, uh, well, we just got COVID, so we're... We're just getting over that. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, some of us some of us did better than others with it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch
2: out. Everybody. People start saying you're getting paid money to talk about COVID. Yeah, it's huh?
1: unbelievable. We had somebody talk about that as we got a fucking, our video taken down from YouTube. <laughs> They're like, dude, how much they pay you to say that stuff? I'm like, ah.
0: well, no, well, Graham's a little older and a little chubbier, so, you know, he had a bit of a tough time <laughs> with it, but he pulled through. His voice is still a little messy, but uh, yeah, we went down to the States for an event, one of our events, and uh, a bunch of us ended up getting COVID down there, and uh, everyone's fine, Um, except Graham. Graham seems to have been the one who got the worst of it. Um, I feel like he's he's psyched himself up for it. He was like... (laughs) He's been like just freaking out about long COVID and he's just been like had his nose to the COVID grindstone for a long time for the show. Uh, we do another show Grammerica outlawed that we're talking about COVID, you know, not every episode, but probably at least, you know, every second or third episode it's coming up. Um, that was kind of the reason we started the new show Grammarica America outlawed. We started because the grand America show was never originally, um, a super hardcore conspiracy show. It was more, it, we did get into a lot of that, but we also spent just as much, if not more time talking about spirituality and ancient mysteries and fringe science and other health stuff. So, you know, the, the conspiracy stuff was already like a one and four or five episode sort of thing. And then, and then fucking COVID happened. And then it was just sort of creeping in from all over. That's all. And it was important, I guess, you know, when you're living through this stuff and you've got the alternative, um, you're the alternative guys, Just I guess you got to give the alternative viewpoint. But we kind of got stuck in that with the Grimerica show where every show is COVID, COVID, COVID. This yeah. is the very, very beginning, right? And, um, I didn't want to fucking talk about it anymore. There was about 50% of the audience that didn't want to talk about it anymore. I get that. Graham thought it was still important. I thought it was still important to an extent too, but we also had built a brand and stuff like that, and we were kind of losing it to a certain extent um, or changing it at the very least. Um, So we just said, you know what, we'll just start a new show. And then... You know, it can get kicked off YouTube instead of the regular brand getting kicked off YouTube, which was successful. We managed to get Grimerica outlawed, completely removed from YouTube within two months.
1: Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then we we kind of moved all of our suspect original content. Anything we had that was going to be a problem, we just preemptively moved that from our main YouTube channel over to Rockfin, um, which I know you guys are pretty familiar with. And we just housed that stuff there and and youtube you know we still use it for what we can when we do a show that we know isn't going to be a problem or at least it's not on our radar for being a problem now i mean Graham and i've been talking about fucking vaccines for for 10 years so and now all of a sudden you know you can't they don't want you talking about that at all on youtube it's So so crazy we had moved all that stuff for, and I'm not even talking about the COVID vaccine, right? Like we've been doing shows with Dell and guys like this for 10 years about childhood vaccines and, and other problems and stuff like that. So we just moved all that to Rockfin. We started the new podcast by America outlaw.ca, uh, it's sort of the THC style membership, uh, um, first hour free, second hour members only 639 a month. So we got those two shows going now, the great America show is still free I think we just released episode 515 or 516 on that. And then we're at about episode 50 now on the Grimerica Outlaw that we started in February, which is a lot more hardcore stuff. Um, it does. Sometimes you get some lighter stuff, but for the most part, it's a lot of COVID, a lot of vaccine stuff, some bears stuff. Uh, We also, the other thing we go after pretty hard over there is China, Chinese organ harvesting, uh, the treatment of the Falun Gong and the Uyghurs and stuff like that. Uh, Our last show we just did with Ethan Gutman was a great, great episode on that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's the the podcast. And then we've since branched out into books and audio books and stuff like that.
1: Well, I love it. I think that's I think that is the game to play and we have done that as well. Um, we have pulled everything off YouTube. Any even private videos, I, I, I got rid of them because I was getting dings on private videos. I was getting copywriting copy written strikes for videos that hadn't even been uploaded yet. If it had a song in it, it would strike me, and then worry about it later. Or twerking? It's unbelievable. It's twerking. private. Nobody can see it. It is unbelievable. But when you're on the radar, you're on the radar, yeah, and yeah. it is a little bit, of, I believe, futility for me to be on YouTube. Yeah. I'm just kind of doing it symbolically because they have shadow banned the show so badly. And they,
0: they. Oh yeah, I mean, at this yeah. point, there's no like there used to be a real share or a real like marketing value to be in on YouTube. You know, it ranks super high in the, uh, in the Google search and it just worked out pretty well to repost your content there. But now, I mean, our YouTube subscriber count hasn't moved in, in, in a year, if anything, it's gone down. So, I mean, it's definitely shadow banned to shit. Our problem is there's just like five or 600 motherfuckers that refuse to listen anyplace else. It's so crazy, right? <laughs> I just hilarious. want to say fuck them. But these are guys and gals that have been around from uh, you know for for seven, eight years, and it's just a, they just they just don't get anything else. And I just I don't know what to do. But that's kind of the only reason we're reposting there now. Is
1: uh, it is is pretty futile for me. I don't know if I'm getting any new people. You always just kind of do it in hopes of getting new people. And then you're like, I don't think they're letting me get new people. I mean, I am for the first time on YouTube studios seeing plus in the last 28 days. And we're <laughs> talking plus like 20, 30 people
3: in 28 days. Do you know? Plus. Do you know sometimes that videos demonetized and they'll still run ads on your motherfucking shit? Oh, yeah, they, well, they run YouTube ads. Well, that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. They
0: just started running ads and whatever, all their stuff. So, I mean... We went from being this value-for-value value thing where we say we don't do ads, and now YouTube's throwing ads in our shit anyway. Once that should again, be legal. That sounds like... A you know what, Here's got say. Straight up and said, listen, just so you know, we now reserve the right to put ads in whatever the fuck we want for whatever we want, wherever we want, in any of your content.
1: You know what that tells me? That they're losing subs- mm. views at a historic clip. That they're desperate to put it on anything. So they're being told from powers that be, you can't let this stuff go. So they have to, you can't show this stuff. So they have to do that because their masters are telling them to do it. But they also see that their job is, you know, predicated on ad money. That's a big part of Google's whole thing. It's a it's a shell for the government, but they still want to ad money. So now they're like, okay, uh, we're gonna put it on even these demonetized videos. That's what that says to me. Like one day we put up a, a broken sim, <laughs> yeah. and it had like literally a thousand ads. And had
2: like every five minutes, literally.
1: And people are like, what's with all the ads? Yeah. We're like, what? What? I don't know. We man.
2: didn't do it. Yeah, and, and then broken sim, they took us down for medical misinformation. For me. Simply saying a doctor prescribed me ivermectin—that was it. We I, we were very careful not to say anything more than that, and they took us down for medical misinformation and denied the appeal on that. Which is—I mean, I'm just getting that.
1: shadow banned, and it sucks because—and regular
2: ban though. I mean, you've been banned from social media officially, yeah. you know,
1: regularly. Hey, you're, on,
0: you're off Twitter now, I think, right? Are you- no, I got
1: a new Twitter. But, I mean, they come for me on everything, dude. And it's just like I posted a picture of Hillary Clinton's camel toe. And they were like, <laughs> they literally didn't even give me a reason. There was yeah. no, was the reason we banned you? No reason. We just dinged you.
3: For anybody thinking, it's not like a real actual camel toe. It's literally like just her pants.
1: Yeah. Like her she, pants. she's the, rocking yeah. a hoof right there. Yeah. Right, and you're like, okay, and it's. But here, the the problem is, it's like, and Jimmy Dore says, and I say this all the time here, but Jimmy Dore said, best. They're they're ruining people's abilities to to have to make a dollar. Like it's affecting our dollar. It affects my ticket sales. And if there was a, I wouldn't mind if there was actually straight rule that everybody had to follow. But it's not. And if I hear somebody go, it's a private company. It's not it's publicly traded and it got government seed money it's not this is not just like amazon isn't like man this guy worked harder than everybody else no dude his grandpa invented DARPA it's this these are all theater actors
3: but you're not saying you want the government to control it though right
1: no i don't want i do no well,
3: that's what i mean then it has to
2: somehow be
1: no but the government runs it definitely, That's definitely yeah saying. We just need so, a better,
2: all, we need a, we need everybody to uh, adopt a better alternative. If That's you right.
1: hate gu- internet censorship, right, and you're only on YouTube, you're part of the problem. I don't mind going on YouTube because there's a lot of like stuff I like to watch, which is like b- black people making fun of white people. That, those are great videos. Is, is like, that a genre?
2: I
3: didn't like, know There's
1: that. like a bl- black guy's oh. like, well, look at this white chick, cheat on her husband, like talking you, shit, right? Like to it's, me, you,
3: YouTube's <laughs> good for when you don't know how to do something.
1: Yeah, those are great. Like those are so great for YouTube. Go
3: for there for YouTube. But like, but if you're if trying you're to get media going, or
1: news... If you're not going to Rockfit, you're not going to Rumble, you're not going to Odyssey, you're not going to these alternative things, or the Grimerica personal page, because it doesn't have an app. They they might have an app. I don't have an app. But, you know, if you have... it, Because I don't have an app. It's just like we you're part of the app. problem.
0: Well, actually, I think we just got our app just got taken down for... Uh just for some bullshit, maybe I like I was supposed to update something on the Apple Developer thing, and I don't think I did. I actually just thought of that when you mentioned that. Uh, we did, we do have an app. It's just it's very simple just to listen to the shows, and it's not available right now. But a bunch of people already have it, so like I still have it on my phone, and it still gets new episodes. But I think it's been removed from the store until I, I don't know, probably confirm my identity or some bullshit. They're probably trying to chase down more tax money.
1: It's, yeah, and Canada is going nuts right now. I mean, oh, wow.
0: it's a shit show up here, bro. You don't even know.
1: Do you think that Trudeau actually won this election?
0: Uh probably. Yeah, probably. Okay,
1: because that's Johnny's opinion on California, which I I I agree in some some ways. But you know what? When, when they they literally got rid of in person voting. I've never heard that before. And that to me says they saw the real numbers and they're scared shitless.
0: So that could be like by just by like uh, comparison, our voting system is way now. I'm not defending the votes or the counts. To be honest, I don't really pay close enough attention um, to know, but I vote and it's a fucking hardcore process here. Like, you have to be pre-registered. Your register card has your fucking address on it and the specific voting place that you have to go to to vote. You do get ID'd three times. In order to get in the line, you get ID'd. They'll check you off in a binder on a list. Uh, it's racist as fuck. I mean, from what I hear your guys arguing about down there. But, <laughs> but, I mean, in Canada, if you don't, like, So homeless people, I don't know how they vote. They probably, if you don't have ID and shit, you ain't voting. I mean, there's a process for those people. I think you go like, oh, I didn't get my card. or So if you don't have a driver's license, I think at the very least you have to have like a couple pieces of mail from your address that say like your name and stuff like that. I don't know. I've never not had ID. But it's fucking hardcore process. And you get checked off with multiple binders. You need to be pre-registered. I know they were talking about they're expecting 5 million mail-in votes, which had everyone kind of concerned. But even for that, you had to pre-register, get everything in the mail, uh, and have it in by a certain time. My girlfriend did do the mail-in thing. I didn't. Uh, But even then, I think they said they only got 950,000 mail-in votes or something like that, which is still a lot, I suppose. But I don't think it was stolen. I think that, you know, the West has always gotten a raw deal and they promised free daycare to the East. So free daycare is a big one, man. I mean, daycare is fucking not cheap in Canada. It's 800 to a thousand bucks a kid. The East, a lot of the Eastern provinces, a month or a week, like, a month. Um, so it's like Fuck, and it's I like, wish
1: that would happen to me, dude. Yeah, I Mine's know what it's like, like
0: down there. Mine for two days is a lot more, dude. dude but well, you got that's two babies. okay. That's not the point. Yeah, that's yeah. I do have I'm two just kids. talking like, you know, that's just if you have a kid in daycare. Per kid you're looking at eight to twelve, fifteen hundred for the higher end stuff like that. Which is I mean What about a
3: Mexican nanny?
0: I never looked into that. <laughs> but you could probably get a, a Filipino or something like that, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you Uh, know,
1: dude, I've been getting hit up by hot Canadian chicks on Instagram going, hey, dude, can you get me out of here? And I'm like, I might start just a hot chick underground railroad just to get hotties (laughs) out. (laughs) Guys, let me tell you about our good friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew, we're going to drop the hammer on you. Blue Chew.
2: I don't like how you're pointing me when you're talking about dropping the hammer.
1: Rock hard.
2: Point the hammer on on XG. (laughs)
1: Bonus. For Americans, made by Americans, for Americans. Blue Chew's for you. Okay. And the shit you do, whatever it is, that's up to you. We won't judge you.
2: That's in the copy, huh? All yeah, that's all in the wow. copy, guys. Blue Chew is a
1: unique online service that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, man. Buy the Chewable. Tablet, man, I love it. I love to chew it and I love to snort it. Okay, you can take it.
2: Any- <laughs> no, 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 you what? don't snort this. This well, is not a snort. snort. It's, it's- don't
1: snort it unless yeah. you're a veteran like me. But don't <laughs> no, snort it. Do not. Snort. Do not snort it. Okay. Mm- oh, mm- mm- okay. You take it anytime, day or night. So you. You can plan ahead and be ready whenever the opportunity arises. I like to play boner chicken with my friends, okay? We'll take it and we see who has the more awkward boner at the more awkward time. You're at church? Boner! Okay? That's how it goes. Yeah.
3: Never get it. Never drink anything before you take a flight with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> yeah.
1: Boner City. <laughs> the process is simple. Sign up to Bluetooth.com. Consult with one of their, their licensed medical providers and once you're approved to you, Receive your prescription within days. It's just that simple. The best part? It's all done online. No visits to doctor's office. No awkward conversations. No waiting in lines at the pharmacy. Huh? It's garbage. Waiting in line, right? You see a hottie, and she's like, "What are you here for?" I'm like, oh, "I got Blue Chew. You can't get boners. I can get boners now thanks to Blue Chew, dude. Blue Chew tablets are made in USA, USA. Okay, and prepared and shipped directly. To your door and a discreet package. Mine comes with fireworks, okay? That's how amazing it is. All right, so it's real simple. This is what we need you to do. We got a special offer, special deal for our listeners, all right? Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code TINFOIL at checkout, and it's just pay $5 in shipping. That's it. Try BlueChew.com promo code TIMFOIL to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details, important safety information, and we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, BlueChew. BlueChew, we're dropping hammer on
0: you. So I can still get out. So I don't know. It's going to be weird for those people that they – because the States isn't really letting people in right now either. Um, you can still fly in right now. It's fine to fly in, but you can't drive over this motherfucker nope. unless, you, unless you're an essential service or an Indian. Or a citizen,
3: uh, a U.S. citizen. You can, you can citizen. come in and a so U.S. An citizen. Indian,
0: so I can drive into the States at any time. So kind of, I can get around all this bullshit. I just drove back from the States. I was just down there. That's where I got COVID. Um, <laughs> they, they were not, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, they were not happy about us bringing a COVID positive case over the border into Canada.
1: Oh, uh, so hot! Uh, you had that, So they tested you as you came in.
0: Yeah, because that no. The, well, the rule for Canada now, right now, is, and I think for the states too, if you're white, because like Graham, Graham just had to fly into the states, and uh, I don't know if it was an airline thing or a U.S. thing, but he, I know he definitely had to do a COVID test. He had to provide a COVID negative test within 72 hours of getting on the airplane, um, which he did before he went down, which is how we know we, he caught in the States. Um, and then to get back into Canada now, if you're not an essential service, which I usually am an essential service. I made what do you a, know? What do you do? I, well, I created an energy company, an energy consulting company um Mm. because it was one of the exemptions so i I respect that i'm an energy consultant i guess i would take a job too if anyone wants to check out xcoenergy.ca E X C I E O. oh i thought
1: it was gonna be xoxo like hugs and kisses i think (laughs)
0: it's like latin for awaken so i I don't really feel like i'm lying because whenever i'm going down there it's usually for an event or something and i just say I'm, i'm just doing some energy consultant But we had Graham with us this time and he's not comfortable lying. So we're like, I'm like, okay, well, it don't really matter to me. Um, We just have to do this stupid test then. Right. So then Graham tests positive. So now we got a problem. Um, We either can leave Graham behind (laughs) and run for the border, which we considered. um, Or, we just drive with some. At this time, my buddy and I both had negative tests from the Friday. This was on Sunday, so we just piled them in the in the truck and said, "Fuck it, man, we'll just head for the border." Uh, we showed up at the border, and we knew Graham was positive. He had a he had been he, he had tested positive. Um, so them they tried to take us to a quarantine facility in Calgary. No, nah, but we're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? Like, this is down in the middle of nowhere where, but, Mon- where Montana meets Alberta.
1: Oh, shit, that is nowhere. This is like
0: fucking nowhere, bro. Like, I mean, there's there's not too many places in Canada that the border is a big deal. You know, I can think of maybe Detroit-Windsor being one of them, um, Sioux-Michigan into Sioux-St. Marie. There's a couple that are city to city. They're all kind of farther east. But, like, every border crossing in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Alberta, and British Columbia, except for the fucking far west one is the middle of fucking nowhere. You're either a in the middle of the woods or B in the middle of the prairies. Um, and we're like three and a half hours from Calgary probably. And the border guards don't give a fuck. The cops don't give a fuck. So it's literally just some lady from the health services. reaming and Graham out on the phone talking about how many people he's endangered. <laughs> in border We've guarded.
1: empowered the, the stupid and the yeah. lonely.
0: Yeah. So then I, I just kind of, I started bitching and, and, uh, they were like, so are you declining the quarantine facility? And we were like, fucking rights we are. And they're like, well, there could be a penalty for this. <laughs> and that's, that's fine. And then I had to get out and sh- I show my passport to the border guard and everything. And he's like rolling his eyes. He's like, you know, just so you know, there's nothing to do with us. We just, we got to get them involved. Um, so, you know, he's not taking me to the quarantine facility. There's no police there. There's no police that are going to take me to the quarantine facility. The police in Calgary and Alberta have said they're not interested in enforcing that kind of stuff. Um, so we all just came home. Um, I did get COVID, though. I did get sick a few days later, I think by the Thursday. Oh, so they, oh, they sent me home then. They were like, okay, well, you guys have to go home because Graham definitely has COVID. Graham's so he, a super spreader. Yeah, so he has to go home. And you two, I was with my Mohawk buddy. Um, so I travel with my buddy. We drive all the time because we're both Indians, so we can drive into the state still. If you if you're not an Indian, you can't drive that's into the state. unbelievable
1: right? that that is a rule, right? I mean, it's yeah, like well, because
0: it's part of our negotiated treaties because um, we were.
1: Uh, I get that. yeah, well, and that's um, what we want to
0: talk um, about. People that moved around quite a bit, we were actually. Getting, <laughs> We're written into the treaties that those borders don't mean shit to us. Um, that's the provincial borders, which they shut down here for a while, uh, and the federal border, which is probably the best thing. I mean, the, the U.S. seems so far. I haven't, I haven't done the full look into their system as much as I should, but the U.S. system definitely seems they definitely recognize i mean right now the u.s treats me better as a canadian indian than the canadian government does
1: oh yeah Uh, i mean joe biden wants to give you cash and prizes right now that's
0: (laughs) yeah well it's always been that way i mean before biden during trump during i mean as long as i've been traveling to the states it's sort of been that way where I can just use my status card. I can show that. Now, granted, I'm crossing in Montana and Idaho usually. Um, it's a pretty laid back, chilled out, pretty kind of person out here. Um, but, you know, I just show them my treaty card. They don't care about passports. They don't care about, they're super nice all the time. Every time I come back into Canada, it's fucking shit show. It's yeah, fucking- which is crazy because, like, they, I used to cross into
1: Canada all the time as a kid. And it was just like. You gonna do any shady shit? They're like, no, like, okay, you're through. That was literally (laughs) it back in the day. And then like after 9-11, it just got super crazy. And I was like, I remember like, it would take forever to get through the border. I'm like, who, what terrorist hates Canada? You guys are like the koala bears of the, of the, of human beings. Like I don't know anybody that doesn't like Canadians. You're the most adorable people. And everyone loves Canadians. And like, nobody's attacking Canada out of like, like ah, yeah, you imperialist piece of shit.
3: That's why you can go into Mexico with no questions asked. As, as a ahead. Canadian? Or, no, as, as, as a U.S. citizen, as a Mexican, they're like, go. No one yeah, cares. Yeah, go, go. Go. Have
1: a good time.
0: Go have a good time. Yeah, I assume that, <laughs> uh, yeah, I could like get all the way down to fucking Venezuela probably. If yeah. I was- Oh, you know, I honestly don't think I'd have any problems. Damn. Um, I don't know what it's like driving into Mexico, but as of of now, I have a Canadian passport. Um, I don't think I could get a U.S. passport. I think I'd have to, like, I think the process for that is I have to move there.
1: Yeah. I can
0: move to the States at any time. I can work. I can work without a visa and I can't be deported for any reason, which just means they will throw my ass in jail down there. If I did something stupid. Oh, and by uh, the way. I think once I live there for either five years or six years and then do a test, then I could get citizenship.
1: But by, by the way, the uh, the immigrants you gotta watch out for are not the Mexicans. The ones you wanna watch out for are the are the Canadians. <laughs> They're taking all the good jobs, like the writing gigs, oh, yeah, the acting gigs, those, like, the
0: directing it's gigs. A it's a thing that Canadians just move go down there and don't come back.
2: Coming in the country, We're doing Jewface, taking rivers. all the Hollywood, taking all, taking all the
0: Hollywood jobs from, 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 yeah. from, uh, from Sarah Silverman. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> Sarah
1: Silverman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, that we did it. We did that on Broken Sim last night. Uh, it's never been more of a selfish thing than you've ever seen that that whole crying situation. But that's a totally different subject. I want to get into your book. Tell me about your book, man. I'm super excited to talk about it.
0: Uh yes. Well, it's called Canadian Shame. Uh the Indian Act and in Residential Schools. And- so this
1: has been a big story. We've had uh I am sorry to cut you off, I just want to set it up. That we had Sabrina the Space Witch on. She came and talked a little bit about this as well. But I think this is a really big important thing. And I, I and on this show, I I really love like shedding light on this subject, which is the treatment of the indigenous people of these countries and how they go missing. And nobody says anything. There's no investigation. There's no nothing. And I think it's important to talk about this and shed light on it. So people will start maybe, I don't know, speaking up, caring, giving a fuck, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of those things will be good. It's a weird sort of situation. We've got, um, Especially in Canada, like I say, I'm not fully up to speed on the American situation, but from what I can see, uh, it seems to be a little better in some regards, uh, with self-governance and deciding who's a member and things like that. Um, there's some tribes in the States that are doing quite well, uh, Alaska and a few of the other ones, um. About Alaska, especially Alaska seems to have a good thing going on Um, in. I mean, the two main differences between Canada and the States where I would argue the States has got a better thing going on is I believe since 1935, the States gave the tribes the right to self-governance. Now, they might not all be capable of self-governance right now. They're sort of working towards that, but it's an option if you are able to put it in, you're able to put it in however you want um, and the other one is land. Um, my understanding is that the reservations in the states are actually owned outright by the tribes, um, How, and then it's up to them to divvy that up as they see fit. I know there were some tribes that were using casino proceeds and things like that to actually start expanding their land base, buy up some land on the outskirts, things like that. Uh, But in Canada, we don't have that situation. We don't, in Canada, it's the federal government still that decides who's an Indian and who's not. Um, I still use the term Indian because I still have a card that says I'm a registered Indian, uh, a certificate of Indian status. I don't, we still have an Indian Act in Canada. Now they did change it from the Indian, it used to be the, the Indian office or, or Indian affairs. Now I think they've changed it to Northern and indigenous affairs or something like that. But the act that governs me and, and all that sort of stuff is still called the Indian act. And like I say, my treaty card still says registered Indian on it. Um, so, but in Canada, we don't own any land. Um, if, uh, if an Indian wants to own land, he has to leave the reserve and buy it. Um, you can get housing on reserve. Depending on on which reserve you're on is all sort of set up a little bit differently. There's about 650 different bands in Canada, and if you're a member of that band, you can you can figure out some housing. Um, like I said, I've never lived on reserve myself, so I don't know exactly what that looks like. But I do know you don't ever get to own that land. Um, it's it's held for you in trust by the federal government or the crown. And, you know, under the understanding that eventually all of us will assimilate into mainstream culture and the federal government can sort of have that land back to do with as, as they see fit. Um, so those are sort of the two big differences between Canada and the States that I'd like to see sorted out in Canada. Um, I mean, I don't have any interest in living on the reserve myself, but... Um, for the people that are there, there should be some sort of permanency. I guess it's hard to start on doing a lot of improvements to some place you don't own, um, so it gets it gets tricky. Uh, you don't have land to now mortgage against things as a community. You can't borrow against it. You can't you can't do a bunch of stuff. So that's uh, a couple of the main ones. I mean, the other big problem then is that it also means whenever the the federal provincial government or municipal government needs a new road or a new pipeline or a new railway, you don't really have any say in the matter. Yes. Yes, we uh, did. There have there to some instances in Canada, Canadian history where there were some pushback. The big one was the Oka crisis back in 90 or 94, whenever it was, 92 maybe. Um, actually, my buddy Kyle, who was just here, he just got to go home Saturday. He finally cleared his quarantine time. He got COVID as well, even though he was double vaxxed. Now, in his credit, he did not get as sick as Graham. Or even as sick as I did. I didn't get super sick, but I was for about 24 hours. I was in a pretty rough shape. But aren't uh, you
3: guys healthier than Graham?
0: I would argue I am healthier than Graham. Yes. I uh, am younger by 11 years. I'm in, I'm probably a little bit better shape. I spent a lot of time hunting and out in the wilderness and stuff like that, uh, which probably played a pretty big factor. Um, Kyle had no symptoms, which was interesting. He was positive for COVID with no symptoms. Someone might call that an asymptomatic super spreader, but I mean, I'm not saying that, Um, (laughs) But there does seem to be all sorts of evidence for that. Anyway, I digress. So I lost my train of thought. But-
1: your train of thought was I wanted to get into what you, basically your book is talking about. And that is, um, the, I mean, as I, I believe it's about, I haven't read your book yet. I will add it to the books I, I tend to read. Uh, I plan to read before I die. Um, cause I just have loads of books at home that I keep ordering I know, and I just, I, ju- I gotta read them at some point. And I love I'm how trying. you said
3: till you die. So no one can complain. You're like, am I dead yet? I
1: okay, I say, yeah, I yeah, say yeah. I'm
3: it's, reading it. Am I it's, I-
1: it's still on the board. <laughs> Is that
0: the audio books gone?
1: these? Well, that's what Brian Calentine. Brian's like, I read this book. I'm like, you listen to a book. Okay. <laughs> you didn't read it. That's a big difference to me. <laughs> Because it's like, anyways. So, he got there's so,
0: a book, though. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude, that's true. I'll get it, man. So, what, it, what, what was just coming out, or maybe this was, and, and this is what's interesting because I have Canadians hit me up all the time that the story co- kind of comes out about how all these ki- all the all the remains of children were found under these schools. And from what some Canadians have told me, that everybody knew about this. And now it's a big story. And everyone's like, why is this suddenly a big story? But to me, it is a big story. Even if it's known, it's still a big story that children have gone missing. Nobody said anything in these schools, which makes me wonder if they're House of Horrors.
0: Well, they probably were to some extent, for sure. I mean, the residential school system... We knew we knew a bunch of kids died. I mean, I, some people knew. If you wanted to know, you had to really sort of dig deep. The Canadian, it's not fucking something you learned in school. I mean, I grew up not far from, you know, I grew up in Indian country. Um, basically, in a small town, small mining town that would be an Indian reserve, but there's a bunch of gold there. So, it's in between a bunch of Indian reserves. Um, and... And, well, I didn't learn any of this, you know, um, my parents didn't learn any of this. None of my aunts, my uncles learned any of this. Nobody I know learned any of this unless you had someone you knew that was interested in it or looking into it. There have been a couple people in Canada, Kevin Annette, uh, the Mohawk nation, six nations out East and a couple others that have been kicking up a storm for a couple of decades now. um, Saying that these graves were there, and and the rest, and and they're they're so. The reason some people say that they knew about them is because they're not. In most cases, we're not talking about mass unmarked graves that have been unmarked for the entirety. Um, there was probably in a lot of cases there was sort of maybe some sort of marker there that just got lost over the years or when the upkeep stopped or because we've got records from, from, um, from Dr. Bryce when he was going around of, of the problems with tuberculosis, how we were having, 30, 40, 50% of the kids that were going to the schools were dying. It was documented. He lost his job in the 20s for reporting on that. Yes. He, yes. Uh, tried to report about it. He was. He
1: died broke, into, right?
0: Yeah, he, he was forced into retirement. He tried to fight that retirement and they said, no, you're done. Um, so he basically took all of his reports and issued them as a book, um, a national crime. I was talking about this. So so some people knew. Um, I would argue that a lot of those original proponents knew what they were doing. Um, there's a ton of quotes right out of, Cong- out of our our Congress, which is a House of Representatives in Canada, uh, the House Commons with our members of Parliament and all that, where people are on record talking about assimilation and, and blah, blah, blah. So basically, the federal government of Canada started this by... By force um, in the late 1800s, 1884, um, 1890, in there, they started these residential schools, which were run by the churches. And it was basically that's when the attendance became no longer optional. Um, now, there is a ton of evidence that in some places, these schools weren't so bad and that, You know, especially in the beginning, some of the parents were maybe okay with the kids having to go there. They realized that, you know, there's about to be some giant cultural changes and you might be better sorted um, for that if if you learn the language and things like that. But very quickly, anyway, they turned into fucking hell holes. And we're talking, you know, 150 schools across Canada and attendance is mandatory as of six years old. So when you're six, the RCMP or the church or whoever, you get put on a train or a plane or an automobile. Holy shit. And sent to these schools where, you know, most of the time you're at least a few hundred miles from anyone else. In a lot of instances, they would split up siblings, stuff like that. So six years old, you're gone. You're gone to the school. You're there. You live there. Hold
1: on. So if I'm a a, a native... Canadian, an Indigenous Canadian. I have kids. The government says my kids have to be sent away.
0: Yeah, they come. They'll come get your kids. They'll come oh your
1: my kids. god, dude!
0: So right oh. now, you'd be kind of waiting for your for your twins to turn six, so that the government could come and take them away and start to raise them on your behalf. Um, as soon as they get to the school, they're going to get their hair chopped off. They're gonna get probably split up, and they're gonna get banned from speaking their own language. If they get caught speaking their own language, they're gonna be punished. Can you visit them? Uh, sometimes you can, depending on the school. You can get a pass, Holy and this is also shit. this is also during a time where they introduced oh. the Indian Indian Pass system in the early early 1900s, so that technically an Indian's not allowed off the reserve unless he has a pass from the Indian officer. So you need to now get permission from the government before you can leave your reserve. In, in Canada, there are reserves. In the States, there are reservations. So that now your kid's are taken, um, depending on how far you are and how much money there is. And if you have the money, because in a lot of instances, I think I have some old clip-outs in the book where they talk about, oh, you know, we're going to let your kids come home for Christmas this year if you can afford to pay for... The travel both ways and things like that, and of course, in a lot of cases, they can't. They can't afford to travel. They there's no buses. Um, it's hard to travel a few hundred miles in the late. That's unbelievable, dude. So for the most part, you'd get them back maybe in the summer, um, and not always. Sometimes you you know go do an internship on a farm or something like that. So, and that's where you are from six to 16 shit. or 17 or 18. They'd kind of, it would be up to the people that were running the school to decide when you could go. And, um, and that was that. And a lot of kids would try to run away. A lot of kids would try not coming back, but the RCMP would go and get you. And and make sure you go there and your parents could be fined if they got caught hiding you and, and different things like that. So now after a couple of years of that, the kids would go home and they wouldn't be able to speak the language anymore. And they've also been told that their parents are heathens and blah, blah, blah. They've, they've, they've banned the powwow and the potluck and all that, the Sundance, all that was banned uh, for 80 years Illegal practice. Any of those rituals or any of our ceremonies and stuff like that were banned. I mean, a lot of cases they went underground, but, you know, it was publicly banned. So it was illegal to, if you got caught on your reserve, having a powwow, you're in shit. Um, People be charged, people be jailed. Um, And then they teach the kids in the schools that all this shit is sort of heathen, pagan, crazy nonsense, devil worship, blah, blah, blah. Now the kids go home. They've got this fractured relationship already from abducting a kid out of their house. I mean, we know now that in 2020, what? what the trauma is just from maybe a single family household. Now imagine what the trauma is from a zero family household. Um, And we're dealing with that. So in 19, in the fifties or mid sixties, mandatory attendance dropped. 69, 70, there was some big protests when the white paper came out from the government where they tried to take away a bunch of rights that the Indians had and get rid of once for all. There was some big protests some backlash then where some of these tribes actually started to take over some of the schools. They'd just show up there and they'd sit down and they'd say, we're not fucking leaving. We've had enough. So this started to happen in the early 70s and I want to say by the end of the 70s all the residential schools were now back in tribal hands. So you'll see a lot of stats about how residential schools existed up until 1996 in Canada for the last, for the last 16 years of that, at least maybe more like 20, those would have been 100% um, run with the tribe Attendance is no longer mandatory. Um, in those instances, sometimes the school is actually on the reserve and the Indians have just taken over running it. things like that. Um. So yeah, that was kind of what the school system was doing for seventy-five years or so in Canada. And now we're talking, um, you know, like my my dad, my grandpa would have been part of this system, right? So I mean, I don't I don't talk to my dad. He's uh, got some problems. Uh, probably as a result of not having parents and being taken off to these facilities and things like that. But he's had alcohol abuse problems his whole life that I've been able to cope with. So, no, um, and I'm sorry but this for is that. all sort of this is all sort of the repercussions of destroying the family unit for a hundred years or more in Canada.
1: Yeah, and that is exactly what. I mean, you hear Newt Gingrich talk about that in the United States, right? Like throwing kids right into government ran schools and stuff like that. That's all meant to detach you from your parents. All right? That's what that's all about to detach you from your parents. And I, I mean, it's traumatized when you hear Marxists talk about, oh, I want to get rid of the family unit. This is what they're talking about, man. Gen- creating generational trauma and you know Bill Byrd did a really great bit about the old the owner of Donald Sterling of of uh, the Clippers when he talked about how like his grand Donald Sterling's grandparents were like like in the middle of like all that kind of forging what a new America was ye- yelling at you know Mexicans or Native Americans or blacks get off my lawn like That was very prevalent, and he's only a generation from that. So, and the reason I bring that up is because you know, you have, you know, my father's generation, like they were all like forced to go to the church. They were all forced to work with the Roman Catholic Church, and we know how evil the Roman Mm -hmm. Catholic Church is. Now you're forced to go there, and you know, I don't know what happened to my father. I've heard stories, but you know, I mean. Real trauma happened to these people. Now we got this culture now where everybody's shitting on your dad and all that stuff. All the craziness that our parents and our grandparents had to go through. Everybody. Now imagine being an now imagine being an indigenous in Canada having to go through that. Being like ripped from your parents. Like that's done purposefully
0: so you cannot function in society. Uh, and then in Canada, what happened is, so in the seventies, the schools sort of go away, the sixties and seventies, that's sort of drying up. And, uh, then we kind of get into, so the, the government changed their approach to more of a child welfare approach, um, where now they have the ability to create poverty situations and all these reserves across the country come in with child welfare, uh, in a lot of cases, um, Poverty, mimics neglect, and take kids away. I've at least in the '60s, '70s, '80s, it was at least a low number of is twenty thousand. The high number is just over a hundred thousand kids taken by provincial oh, and federal oh. governments off a reserve and and parcelled out all over North America. Some going down to the states, some going down to Texas. Um, they had the adopt an Indian Métis program, the AIM program that was basically you'd see ads in newspapers. I've got a couple clippings in the book from this mid sixties where, um, you know, if you wanted to adopt a white kid, you might have to wait a couple of years, but if you're okay with any, you get a couple right away. And, uh, oh, there's oh. a ton of evidence of these kids going down to Southern States and stuff like that, where they're put into like indentured servitude, stuff like that. um, now this is all stuff that i'm not just saying everything in the book is impeccably sourced nothing is opinion everything is sourced in the extensive bibliography to where it was said in the house of commons to this that uh the 60s scoop was has been there's now been three apologies i believe the alberta manitoba and saskatchewan governments have all formally apologized for their roles in the sixties scoop, in the taking of kids off reserve and, and putting them into white families. And that's all those apologies have kind of all come out in the last four or five years. Um, So, and there's been a settlement, I think a $800 million lawsuits paid out to some of the survivors, stuff like that. But uh, I mean, the only reason I really bring that up, I'm not a firm believer that the apologies really do much um, it's more about action, but what they do do is they sort of cement it into history that it happened. It's yes. not, it's not just some conspiracy theory. It's not, you know, not that there's, I mean, most of these conspiracy theories turn out to be true, but in my book, there's nothing in there that's theoretical. Everything in there is, is sourced and, and all that.
3: How often, I mean, just imagine how many kids went missing, just gone. Just, Oh, what happened to so and so? I don't know. Oh, he ran away. Yeah. Oh, he ran away. That's yeah. that's such an excuse for like, oh, where's my kid? He ran well, we're away. we're going
1: to get into like where they're found, finding these graves. But, you know, when, when you hear this story, you hear you know, this is where we get into what they did to the black community, right? That oh, over hundreds of years, then we get into like the, You're talking
3: about the like, the Black Street murder where no one knows about it, like stuff like that?
1: Well, that but the the destruction Of the black family unit. unit, which is the most devastating part of the whole thing, because that creates generational damage, the pushing of a culture, stuff like that. This has been done. Now, this is where you get white people doing this. But my my only pushback on that is. It's like, yes, they are white people. I, I have no argument with that. But the reality is, it, this is governments, man. Mm. And it, like, because if I, if I, just hold one second, if I come back, we, we do all, we go, we zoom back, we move the zoom, let's go to, china and japan and what the japanese did the chinese right or what the chinese did to the chinese it's it's all government man it's like the government is the virus the government is the one that does this in this country and in canada it is white people but we can go to any other country where it's not white people and we see the same thing happen which is government ran by elites that are just inflicting generational trauma on the middle and, in particular, the lower class.
3: Yeah. In Mexico, it's not. And there's no whites. It's the Mexicans screwing
2: the Mexicans over.
1: Right? Yeah. And it's like it's all done un- under the guides of the government. government.
2: Well, dude, I mean, in North Carolina, in the South, up until the 70s, there was a eugenics board that was bringing women in for procedures, medically necessary procedures, is what they would tell them. They didn't tell them what it was, and, and, and they were tying their tubes. I mean, they were sterilizing people. There was a program to sterilize people by a eugenics board in the United States that was active until
0: the 70s, dude. Yeah. Here in Canada, to Alberta, had a sterilization program. So does Saskatchewan, I believe. Insanity, but yeah, I mean, Sam's right. It's the government, which is kind of another reason for the timing of the book. Because I mean, we seem to be in this in this place where where everyone wants to trust the government and think that maybe the government has the, the best interest in their heart. And and I I mean, the book is kind of showing you where this ends. Because I mean the world's a weird place right now and it's going to shake out pretty different. Whereas I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I can tell you right now that the plan is to make you all fucking Indians. Every fucking one of us, the reserve system and the freedom of movement pass and all that kind of stuff was very old then. And it was a way to control a minority of the population. But now we've got tech and they don't care about controlling minorities of the population so much anymore. Whereas it seems like they want to control all of the population. And I mean, it just, it's starting to look like we're all going to get fucking corralled into smart city reservations and we're not going to be allowed to leave the fucking things. So, I mean, the book kind of highlights what happened to the Indians when their food supply was destroyed and the government sort of took over the place and I got dependent on the government to fucking feed you, okay? Now, this is the main problem. That was a problem in Canada and the States is we started putting up fucking fences like crazy and the antelope can't cross fences. don't antelope, giant fucking food source. The main food source, buffalo, they don't like crossing train tracks and shit and their fucking fur and their hide is worth a fortune in Europe. I mean, I think... The record showed just in one year, 75 million buffalo pelts going back from uh, America to, to Europe. Um, so just like the destruction of those two food sources put, put, put us in such a place that we couldn't feed ourselves anymore. There's not enough deer to feed a couple million people. I mean, there's a reason that... That Indians used to break down into bands, you know, especially when you go into winter and stuff like that. You're in a group of 30, 40, maybe 50 people on the high end of that. In the summer, you'll meet up a couple of times, stuff like that. But, I mean, when you get out in the woods and you're trying to feed a bunch of people, it's not fucking easy. Now, 30, 40 people, hard enough to feed. Try and feed 500 or 1,000 is fucking not happening. Now, there was a time when it could happen off the land, those times are gone. So we became dependent on government rations on all the annuities that the government would give us to, to feed ourselves because you know, uh, now not all the cultures, but a lot of them, a lot of them, especially the further West you go where the Buffalo was more of a staple of the diet and the antelope were a big staple of the diet where that was suddenly gone. Now they're just not there anymore. So you don't have a farming lifestyle. You don't have a ranching culture. Your culture is eating buffalo and elk and antelope that are all over the place and now they're gone and they're not coming back. I think we're back up to maybe half a million buffalo in the States right now. But at one time, you know, there was probably a billion. Now, that's kind of where we're all at, I would argue in 2021. I mean, we're all in this weird sort of quasi spot where, I mean, I hunt a lot, but I can't get all my food out of the bush right now. And definitely a million people that live around me, we can't all start doing that. It's just not going to fucking work. Um, so maybe we can run with some supply if you've got a farm or something. Maybe you're growing a bit of stuff. I mean, I'm in Canada. It's cold here a lot. So growing the growing season is short. But we've created a culture now where we're all... Dependent on it, on on the supply chain, and I think the timing is is ripe to sort of see what happens when you give up control of that. Um, yeah, and how how easy it is to bring a, an entire fucking culture to its knees when you have supply of the food. Um, and right now, I mean, we're all a blip or a who knows what away from the stores not having shells, shit on them, you know what I mean? I mean, you guys are starting to see some of that down there. We've seen it with some toilet paper and some other stuff up there. The prices are starting to go through the fucking roof. There's all stuff we have no control over that, you know, that I would argue the government is sort of creeping in on. And I don't think it's a good idea to, to centralize and give up power and freedom to the to the government. And the book is kind of there as a reminder of what happened just 100 years ago when we did this.
1: I completely agree. I have uh, have, a, my personal belief is things are gonna start changing for the positive. I think we are gonna go through a rough period uh, where everything is going to be exposed. People are gonna start waking up. I think people now are starting to wake up to this dead internet notion that a lot of these people on the internet aren't real. Uh, all these pro-government with blue check marks, a lot of them aren't even real people or real, real uh, accounts. I think people are waking up to that, and I, th- I personally think at the end it's going to be uh, there's going to be a light that c- begins to shine on everything. I mean, I got
3: some hope with what we saw with the airlines. Yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, it's going to be
1: great. My only problem is, like, what if you're stuck in those cities? But that's what you got to go through. You got take the
3: L. Yeah, that's like when you, could, you couldn't gotta take, take the, the L bus. L like When that. you couldn't take the bus and you're like, you can't take the bus, you got to walk. You got to take the L.
1: You got to take the L.
3: For it to work out for everybody else.
1: And you know what? It is what it is. And start smiling and dialing people in town. Hey, man, I'm stuck in town. Can I crash there for just on your couch for a moment till they figure this out? Smile and dial, dude. Smile and dollar sleep in that airport, man. I mean, we're gonna have to go rough. This is gonna be an extraction, man. In my humble opinion, and they're all in. Their only hope is to go
3: all in. Do You think a private company would would work out? I what? mean, I know it's a long shot. Like airlines that are like private company, where like they, they don't follow those rules. If you get what I mean? Because don't don't like when you fight private, they don't search you. And I all don't that think bullshit. you can
1: get in the air.
3: Yeah, of course, it'd private, be a huge shit, right?
1: Right. I don't think you can do that. I think that you got to be part of the whole system and that's how they control it. But I think it's going to be interesting, but there is, it's
0: but it's going to be a wild year, man. Just fucking strap in,
1: strap in dude, strap. in. I mean, you know, and I was kind of, I tweeted this the other day. It's like, I'm starting to wonder if we need to defund the police. If, I mean, we're looking at a guy. Let's just take California, right? The, the police, the, the 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 prison guard union in the in california basically funded newsom's recall i mean to keep him not from getting recalled they were a huge contributor to his campaign to keep him in office and now because he they did that they don't have vaccine ma- mandates where kindergartners have them i mean that's where we're at when I watch around the world, watch what's going on, who's who's inflicting the pain? Police officers. Right? And you're like, well, what are we supposed to do? Strap up, bro. Strap well, up. Jump in the back. Guns, we're going to get toilet paper.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know how that's going to work out. But I know that there does seem to be a... a um, there seems to be just like a... Uh, the longer this goes on the less people seem to listen or care or i mean i just seems to me like government authority is sort of just Well, i mean in in new york only based on 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 us just agreeing that it's there right yeah it's it's the emperor's (laughs) new clothes i've been saying
1: that government authority is the emperor's new clothes well only 14 businesses got fined
3: in new york for the vaccine mandate seems like no one's giving a fuck like, yeah, if only 14 gonna people got fined,
0: Irish it's gonna democracy, year, it's called. Because here's the thing is, like, the this old empire, one way or another, is just, we're living through its demise. Now, I don't know what empire is demising right now, but it seems like, at, a, at the very least, the fucking media companies are, that empire that they've had built for the last 70 years is, like, disintegrating. And... And it's kind of weird to just live through, you know, where it's like, I mean, they're just doubling and tripling down on some of this stuff. And it's, it's, I don't know, man, I, I, I just think it's going to be a wild year. I, I think I it's going to be a wild like, year strap too. In, strap, in, strap in, it's going to get crazy. Don't believe anything you read on the internet or on the TV oh. and just fucking hope for the best. I've, and, and I've I, been I really hearing that 2023 though. 23 is going to be looking okay. If we can get through 20, I totally agree opinion. with
3: that. I've been hearing that since Trump's win. This year is going to be a crazy year. This, ever since Trump won, it's oh supposed on, to get crazy.
1: But it's been well, kind of no, no, crazy. No, I, I
3: agree. I'm just like, Holy how much fuck. crazier can we get? Is where I'm like, yo, where's the limit? Is what I'm wondering. It's Have like, it's gonna be crazy. going to get crazy. You I know. No, I know. But I'm just like, fuck, can we a, stop?
1: Li- we live in a bubble in LA that's like bad, but it's not like, it's like.
0: We're on week and. 14 of fucking two to flatten the curve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you something, Darren. Honestly, what role do you think guns have in what's happening in the United States versus what's happening in Australia and Canada? None. See, I, I think that everyone's like, oh, dude, the only reason this shit has a gun down here is because we have guns. I go, I don't know I if that's the it. Are,
0: the guns are just fucking, um, it's like a fake fucking security blanket. I mean, the guns will help you. Sure. I have a bunch of guns. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna tell you how many. It's none of your fucking business, but I have a bunch <laughs> of guns and a bunch of bullets for them because I'm a hunter and I like the idea of having them. But if they want to fucking pinch me off, man, it's going to be at a food point or at something like that. It's not going to be at that thing. And not only that, I think nine, if the fucking last couple of years have shown me anything is that if the fucking, if maybe not if the state came out with the rule, but if their boss came out and said, "Hey, man, we can't play no more gun owners. I think ninety percent of these people would sell the shit.
1: I think it's interesting dude i i I think maybe the, the reason they the haven't gone
0: something different, but here's the thing. I live in Canada, where they say rural gun ownership, if anything is higher than the United States, so and I don't know. I guess we'll see. But people are getting fucked over up here pretty hard right now, with or without their fucking guns. And I think they're saying rural gun ownership is like ninety-five percent.
1: I think that I think what's going on in here is that that it is so far to go to what's going on in Australia, right? It's like it would be shocking. Whereas Australia has been incrementally moving towards that for a very long time.
0: Uh, or and it's just like they seem to be culturally okay with it to a extent. Well, like, here's well, the thing in, in Canada, I think people would, if you tried to, like storming a bunch of kids, A, I think you'd have trouble. And B, I don't know how they got those cops that fucking riled up because in Canada, luckily, uh, there's been some outside incidents. The OPP and the Quebec police seem to get a little fucking crazy there. But by and large, the police forces have been like no 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 see We're that's not, the cops we, we need and i do,
1: i wouldn't def- defund them and we have a sheriff in a, in LA who said you know or was it where was he? Riverside. Like, i'm not i'm not enforcing these fucking rules the it, this one. makes no sense if that happens i'm all good cuz i'm like okay let's say we got to overthrow this thing right cops like you don't think you'll get paid Like, all we want to do is get rid of this scumbag who's telling us to do all this shit.
2: Yeah, the L.A. County Sheriff says he will not enforce a vaccine mandate in his agency.
0: Unless, I mean, maybe they would turn on me, but I don't know. I trust my cops here. I really, I really do. Uh, I guess I do worry about the army a little bit, but it's so fucking small. I mean, it's like 23,000 fucking people.
3: Well, we'll I mean, there's a lot of
0: them are like part timers.
3: When's the mandate supposed to go in, in effect in L.A.? October? No, November twenty seventh. November twenty seventh. Have you guys heard any? Kidding, no. Have you guys heard of any anything that's gonna? That's guarantee, such a
1: long it? way, and like, what? it's
2: bizarre. Yeah, it's like.
3: Well,
1: my uh, whole
2: thing is like. I don't get it.
0: It's like that mandate is just like, Vax passport basically. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Any any indoor public out. space, you have to have. Like. Nobody but- fucking gone out yet. I haven't gone out yet there yet to see what it's like. But I think they're mostly enforcing it though. Well, I by the, the pantages. Thing, I'm not fucking supporting it. I'm I saw people
1: go into the pantages, which is where all the big Broadway plays go when they yeah. come play L. A. Yeah. And they have people at the front. I saw people pulling out their cards. I'm like. What are you doing? Well, now that?
2: when they're pushing people to get clear in the Clear app. You know that start Clear service. You can upload your vaccine oh, thing there, and you'll just have it on like your phone. Like the airport. Like th- yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. it's through Clear, <laughs> the same company. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: Shit. I mean, I've got I've got papers. Um, I, I needed uh, I needed to get papers for different reasons. All right. Um, I'm not going to comment on the validity of my papers. <laughs> they're not super valid. But I, I'm not <laughs> using. Them. I'm not using them. I've decided that you know. I get it. It's tough having a restaurant. It's been a tough couple of years. But here's the thing: I skipped the fucking dishes, man. And I came the fuck out to your restaurants when you let me. And blah blah blah. And and you just it's been a, it's been 18 months, and n- not enough of you have fucking gave a fuck to not go along with this shit. So I'm that's just, a I'm, great point. Somebody tweeted out. that. Yeah, I'm not going and I'm not ordering shit on Skip the Dishes anymore. I'm not going to your facility. I'm not going to your movie. I'm not getting on your fucking airplane unless I absolutely have
1: to. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But, you and, know, and this that's me- it.
0: you're not getting any of my fucking money, dude. None of it. And I mean, I'm saving a fortune, but I'm a money spender. And this is honestly, I think, where where you went, where it's like, OK, you know, no, you guys want to come over my No, we can't do that. But if you guys want to come to my place, we can watch the game and we'll make some burgers and shit. Or we'll go to Ralph's place or we'll go to Graham's place or we'll do fucking whatever the fuck. But no, we're not going to the pub. That fucking is okay with this. Whether they're really okay with it or they're not okay with it, you're fucking playing along. And we're way past the fucking line of where playing along is okay. We're way past that. That line was like fucking six months ago. So if you're still fucking enforcing this shit, then you're part of the problem.
1: I, uh, uh, yeah.
0: Simple and you're not getting any of my fucking money. You're not getting any of my money. The Canadian Airlines can suck my fucking dick. I travel a lot. You know what I'm doing now? I'll drive to fucking Great Falls, Montana, four hours away, and I'll get an airplane there where they won't ask me for my papers.
1: Well, you know, I I agree with everything you said right there, okay? You know, him and I...
0: Eventually, they're going to get me. I'm kind of getting to that point where, you know, I might get this fucking shot one day but it's going to be on my fucking terms and it's not going to be any day fucking soon. It's not going to be until I can't feed my kids, you know, That or, you know, I'm at the point right now where I might take the shot. If you'd fuck off with the kids, you know, like, okay, here Just stop even fucking talking about five to 11 year olds. And I might just go get your fucking shot. Let's make that deal. Because that to me is a real slippery fucking slope. But I mean, I'm not saying I don't have the shot. Maybe I do.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, you know, him and I did... It's uh, none of j- your fucking business,
0: honestly.
1: <laughs> I, did a, I did a giant uh, march uh, to open up. And all the people that marched against that opened, were about opening up businesses. And like, how many of those people do you think got the vaccine? Zero? Zero. So now the people and this was a guy put out the tweet. I'm sorry, I don't can't remember the name of the guy who put out the tweet, but if I he sent it to me, I'll give you credit on twitter and instagram i'll remind everybody that this is your tweet but he said that basically these restaurants and stores and all these people are, are going to be excluding the people who march for them to open up
0: yep and here's the thing the people that are scared shitless aren't coming to spend their money anyway so oh. you're you're kind of like cordoning off the people that like doing that is the
1: best point as well dude i
0: mean i mean it's really it's a self-correcting thing and that's what i'm trying to tell my friends right now is it just it sucks but you know i can't i can't come i can't i can't support it and uh i'll tell you why i can't support it in the hopes that you'll listen to what i say and maybe you'll stop supporting it but if you don't that's fine too you can still come to my house with a shot without your shot that's a big I'm reason before. why I
1: don't go to a comedy store right now,
0: but they, I'm not going any place that is fucking playing this facts, fucking passports. game. Period.
1: One of many reasons, but that is another one. I mean, if people
0: want to do events where they don't have to do this shit, they can head over to Uh Unfortunately, most of the most of the crew got COVID at the last event, but that just means we can't get it next time. So. Yeah, wow. I mean,
1: like, dude, I mean, people get this shit. I've had it. I think I've had, like, three times. And guess what happens? I power through it like I did the first time I got it.
3: That or you just mean, might be jet lagged. You, you go hard on the paint. I do go hard on the yeah. paint. Thank
1: you for
0: recognizing that. Yeah,
3: you do. So I got to give it you. Johnny, you never recognize
0: that. finally <laughs> that. got me, you know? That's when it finally got me. Because here's the thing. We had a guy test positive like the first day, right? The first day of our event. I won't say which one or anything, but we were doing a tour down in the States. And uh, day one, no, day one was okay. Day two, end of day two, buddy was feeling sick. So morning of day three, but we don't know. Day one's short. You don't get there till like eight at night. So we did day one tour. Day two tour, we get to go. Buddy's like, he's feeling kind of sick. I went for a COVID test. Bang, positive, right? So we're getting ready to get in the vans for day two of touring out of six days of touring. And we got a guy that had COVID in the van all day the day before. So I had to give a speech and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I kind of just said, just like, listen, someone has COVID. We're not running from COVID. We're just going to continue with the event. If he wants to follow around in his car so he doesn't have to get in the van, this is how we're, we're sort of going to go with it. You guys are free to make your adult decisions, and if you have a problem or you want a refund or anything like that, you can text me off so you don't have to do it in a group setting sort of thing. And I was super proud to say that every single fucking person was like, fuck it, man. We party on.
1: Party so on the way. Event. Party and on unfortunately,
0: guard. like, uh, nine or ten of us got COVID. And, uh, It's, it's too bad. But anyway, the reason I brought that up is because I stayed in that same hotel room with Graham for seven days and then spent 14 hours in a fucking truck with him and tested negative for COVID the next morning while he was positive. But then, you know, what happened is I drove for like 17 or 18 hours that day. And then I didn't really get any sleep the next couple of days because I was sort of yeah, and then after like two nights in a row of only two or three hours of sleep, bang, got me. I'm a firm believer if you if your immune system's in good shape, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be you'll me be too. Fine. The day I
3: got it, I I had been drinking the day before up till two in the morning. I could have swore I was hungover. Yeah, I was like I'm hungover, and then Hugo,
1: it, are you go, are you you only think I go hard in the paint? You you live in the paint. <laughs>
0: You live in the pan. No, he's exaggerating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. if
0: you want to come to one of our events, we'll never ask you about your vaccine status. We don't give a fuck. Contact it, it, at the cabin.com. Contact
1: at the cabin.com.
0: We're doing our next event is down in uh, Arizona in February. Actually, really? Drag- Where
1: are you guys going to the
0: Vortex? We're going, no, we're going to Pine Top Lakeside. we got an event up in Pine Top Lakeside. We're going to do a day trip over to the Petrified Forest National Park and check that out a little bit. Um, but for the most part, we're just going to hang around the giant lodge we got rented. We got Brandon Powell, who's uh, one of the top Wim Hof instructors, Wim Hof method instructors in the United States. Um, he's going to take us up there. We were just doing the ice bass down in Washington. We're going to be doing ice bass again. So we're going to be doing all that cold training, all the breath work to go in the ice tub.
3: How long are you doing? I, I, or how, what's your it's goal?
0: It's the top fucking two hundred fucking CEOs in the world. That all have some sort of cold method. Um. Uh. Well, I do two minutes. Two, two minutes. minutes in ice water. Yeah. It's a motherfucker. Oh yeah. It's no. A, it's a motherfucker.
1: Why? Um, how long have you done? I've never done it,
3: but I that guy. How long does does uh, does he do it? Wim, Wim
0: Wim climbed fucking Everest in his shorts. Yeah. That's where Wim's at. Uh, my buddy Brandon, a good friend of mine, modern day shaman Brandon Powell. He's going to be there teaching us all that. He's got his own method built in too, where he's got a nice drum out and it's just super shamanic Where he's got a drum beat going. He'll teach y'all the breath work. Then you get in the cold and you you breathe it out. You breathe it out. It's super invigorating. Great stuff. So, I mean, there's a ton of science behind this stuff, and it's a, a great thing. So we're going to do that down in February, and then we're going to mix that in with uh, Owen Hunt, who's a Napoleon Hill outwitting the devil kind of workshop coach who teaches you how to get the rest of your best out of your life, get out of the drift, you know, make sure you're one of the 2% of people that are taking their own life into their own hands instead of just being caught up in it. And then we've got a magician going to teach us some hermetic uh, stuff like that, some Rosicrucian stuff like that. And it's I'm sort all of about just, that uh, action. Like, like that yeah.
1: I'm all about all this, dude. I'm all about all. I we'll have to get, oh get you
0: out to one of these.
1: I have to, dude. I have to get out. I have to see what you guys are doing. I want to do more of that stuff with us. What we do too, but everything is in time, man. Uh, Darren, I love talking. The world's talking a fucking mess. I, you know, man. I, I think the world on the, uh, uh, on the screen is a mess. I think chaos could be coming more and more, but I, I have hope, man. I just have hope upon hope. I want to clarify my 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 what I'm saying about cops. I just want everybody to know this. I'm very clear in my thing. Good cops, good people. Bad cops, fuck them. And that's what I'm talking about. And if they're you watch around the the world, man, you know when the government comes to crack skulls, it is the form of riot police always. That's what I'm talking about. Defunding good cops who are like I'm not gonna push illegal laws. Love you, support you. Join us because when we get rid of these scumbags, you'll get your job back and you'll make your money. It's not, you're going to get your money, man. You're going to get your money. You just got to be on the side of what is right. That's it, man. Cracking people's skulls for a fucking paycheck when you know what you're doing is wrong, you're a brown shirt. Okay? That's who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the good ones. I'm not talking about your brother or your husband or your or your friend or you if you're a cop. I'm talking about the ones who think it's okay to crack the skulls of their brothers and sisters and their sons and their daughters. That's who I'm talking about. Okay? When if you're a riot fucking cop and you're going to fucking break the spirits of people who are fighting for. Your rights and your kids' rights, you are part of the problem. And it's not about a check. It's about you have issues from childhood that you think okay, that it's okay to do violence against people who are fighting for fucking freedom. And that's who I'm talking about. So don't get me on this shit that, oh, anti I'm not, dude. I'm anti-scumbag and if you're cracking skulls and you're beating up people because some fucking suit in an administration tells you to do it, you're a scumbag. You're a brown shirt. If you come walk with us and we push back, guess what, these fucking administrators run because they know their head's coming on a guillotine if they don't fucking listen to us. We gotta push back, man. This notion, authority is an illusion. Go to 7 Eleven and see the old Mexican guy. Huh. That guy's only there as a mannequin. He's a scarecrow. To scare off people that think they, they oh I might do so. Oh, there's security here. I can't do it.
2: He's yeah. there to call the cops. Yeah. Is what he, yeah.
1: Or like or like when we did the march, remember
3: we were yelling at cops, everybody was yelling at cops. The second it was three o'clock, it was supposed to be yeah. over. And right after that, thank you, sir. Thank you. They were just doing their job. They're not ju- Yeah. But yeah. it's one of those things where they just gotta do their job. But once you start giving out tickets and
1: once you start yeah. cracking people's that's skulls, that's when
3: it's like you're not you're doing way done. more than you. up.
1: Bye bye. Bing bang. Take care, Darren. Where can they find you?
0: America.ca for the podcast. America Outlaw.ca for the other podcast. Uh, ACanadianShame.ca for the book. Or you can just find it on Amazon. That's probably the easiest way. Uh adultbrain.ca for all the audiobooks we've been doing. That's been a major project of ours lately is republishing a bunch of old esoteric classics to make them available as audiobooks. Titles that aren't weren't previously available as audiobooks. Uh like the Unibomber Manifesto. We got ISIS Unveiled, Volume 1. Working on volume two right now. We got um god i want to talk room. to unabomber so badly dude i know i've been trying you, you got to mail him a letter if you're lucky that would be the only way i uh, want to i can so... find so what would you tell them people that did mail him letter and got correspondence and then we did like secret teachings of all ages hamlet's mill i mean we've done about 25 different audiobooks now if you just go over to wherever you get your audiobooks and type graham dunlop what would I tell him, minute.
1: dude? I'd be like, dude, we made a shirt about you. That's what I was going
3: to tell you. We think uh, you could send him a shirt? Yeah, I'll send him a <laughs> shirt, dude. Be like,
1: what up,
0: I'm son? In, we, did a, we released his manifesto as a podcast as well. But yeah, if you just go to adultbrain.ca, that's all the audiobooks we've been doing. And uh, all that stuff helps keep us going. Well, guys, great episode.
1: Great way to kick off the 500th episode week of... 500 episodes of Tim Fall hat. We're, we're hurling towards it, and I'm glad we could have Darren on to join us in our week of celebrations. Go check out all the links for his show are in, in the description. Go support them. They're fighting the fight. Check out his book, and uh, I love you all. Hope to see you in Las Vegas. We go deep, homeboy. Darren, <laughs> open your mind. <laughs> Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That, 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 that's some interdimensional idea. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron.
0: This is only the beginning.
1: There you just blew my mind. Tim foil hacking.